My name is Josh Fuller, and my daddy bought me crab wrestling. And you're listening to the Big Gold Belt Podcast. Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We're back with another special edition of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. Storylines have not made sense from WrestleMania to it's, now. It's been the, the best told story leading into this on WWE. This, this pay-per-view, it feels big, it feels important, but ultimately it's exciting. The biggest thing that, that stood out for me when I seen it, I was like, okay, this has to be a joke. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast is on the air again with another special interview. Hi, I'm Jamal, and Two James is on the screen to my left. Two James, what's up, man? What up, dude? Good to have you back. Haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, it's been a minute, but um, uh, we're here for the Thursday, and, and today we have another special guest, uh, Josh Fuller, who Hello. you may and should know from. I didn't introduce you yet, sir. Calm down. Um, I'm excitable. I didn't. I know. You'll have your moment. We'll get there. It's a process. Trust the process. <laughs> Josh Fuller, Crab uh, Wrestling, is in the building with us tonight. It's uh, it's going to be an, a very interesting talk. We, Josh, uh, the first thing right out of the bat, man, is how are you doing today? I am doing exceptionally well. Um, I freaked out and put a whole bunch of conditioner in my hair before I joined, so there's a life update for you guys. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I got, got all the tangles out. I'm ready. I do, I do want to, I do want to point out the fact of when we, we, when we announced you as Josh Fuller from Crap Wrestling, that's not to just say that you only work Crap Wrestling, but it absolutely means that everyone knows that you are the face of Crap Wrestling. I mean, if you want to call me the face of Crap Wrestling, I won't say no. I, but I uh, mean, that's the association. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm not the one to come up with that. That's just what it is. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I guess the real question is, is who who is actually saying that? Because I don't think Josh Fuller is the uh, crap wrestling champion. I do oh, believe well, Mr. Isaiah Frazier is. <laughs> Way too soon. Yeah, I will be professional if you will be professional. No low blows in this podcast, please. <laughs> there, there, there are certainly no blows on this podcast. That's a different show that you were doing. <laughs> um, but, but, you, but, you, but to be fair, though, you, you have been very successful – in crab wrestling and are an integral part of the crab wrestling franchise. But so if you can speak on your rise to uh, fame slash infamy, depending on who you ask, in the crab wrestling uh, cult or society, depending on who you ask, uh, you know, how do you, how do you feel about your, uh, you know, pretty steady rise in the crab wrestling uh, community? Um, I've been with crab wrestling since we used to call ourselves GXW Maryland. Uh, we parted ways with the original GXW as it was defunct. Um, and we kind of started to become our own thing and, you know, branch out. Um, I actually started out as a referee when I was 16 because I was way too young to, like, be on shows. So I trained to be a referee or whatever they needed. I couldn't really be on shows. Um, but eventually, you know, I got older. Uh, I got a little bit of facial hair. You can obviously see, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's let's say that and and lie. Yeah, um, but now I'm here. 
I don't know. <laughs> um, well, I mean, it was, it, it's great. And I, and I think that it is great. We first you came on the scene and were introduced to us in uh, Nova Pro Wrestling. And now you got your, it's you, uh, your buddy, uh, your good buddy, Matt Buckler. And I, I think part of the, um, the charm, if you will, of, of young Josh is he's not afraid to say what needs to be said. I mean, your daddy bought you crap wrestling and, and you know, you're not afraid to let everybody know that, but uh, dispel the myth that you're, that you're working just as hard as everyone else down there and that you actually deserve the opportunities that you have. It's not just nepotism as it seems to be. Thank you. I, I believe so as well. Um, I, I talk about my daddy a lot because it is fact. My daddy did buy me crap wrestling. Um, yeah, I, I'd like to say I worked fairly hard. Um, I, I will say um, guys like Isaiah Frazier and Mac Buckler and Mikey Banker, uh, they all have been carrying their weight around Nova Pro and Crab. So uh, I always kind of have to stay on my toes to stick up with them and, you know, stay at the top of my game. Yeah. Uh, now for go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, I was just go- I was going to say too. Like, um, uh, initially, um, the the crap wrestling society, um, you guys were always a big part of Nova Pro as far as setting the culture and the tone within the building and the locker room area. So before any of you guys have, before any of us have seen you guys work. Everyone had a sense of your personality, your, your character, and and um and again create the atmosphere for everyone. Um, but off to the side, I and I, I'm I'm not sure how old you are now, but I remember religiously people used to say that that little guy over there, he's he's special. Like keep an eye out for him. And like first time you introduced um you introduced the Nova show, you on mic, the mic was crap, but you did your best with it. At the time, thank God, sound is a lot better. But um, more and more, as uh, Nova <laughs> progresses through, uh, throughout the years, um, you are progressively blooming to be everything that everyone said you were going to be. Um, the mic work has gotten better. The gimmick has has gotten better. Um, but as as we've seen, Isaiah Frazier definitely blossom this over the Commonwealth Cup weekend. I am absolutely waiting for that moment for you to do exactly the same, where we're able to see you legitimately tangle up in the ring. Um, so from the timeline, from you just helping setting up the ring, the ring to you actually getting on matches, working tag matches, and so on, what is absolutely your, your, your milestone that you're looking forward to? Honestly, I don't have a distinct milestone right now in Overpro as a, like if it comes to spots or whatever. Um, I'm aware of my size and I'm aware that I'm very green and still new to professional wrestling. I've been wrestling, uh, on shows now for just about a year. Um, so I, I didn't even really expect Nova pro to come to me this soon. Uh, I've been with Nova pro since their second show, just setting up rings and I haven't really missed, I think I might've missed one or two shows since then, but mm-hmm. I, always wanted to be around that environment um but i never expected anything to come so soon but uh i think you know i'm starting to go to the gym starting and starting to uh going for new gear and trying to just up my look and then 
Uh, I've been training a lot more. Um, I'm just trying to put in the work so I can earn that spot on the roster. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, for what I'm getting right now, I love it. Uh, I love opening shows. I love being with that crowd. It's it's definitely a special crowd. Now, let me ask you this. Obviously, uh, you're you're definitely stepping into the ring now and, and more so. Has your perspective on the business changed from being a fan to now an in-ring performer? Uh, I will say that I watch wrestling a lot differently, but I'd say that every wrestler watches wrestling differently after you know getting into the business. Um, I also will say watching Nova Pro, uh, I kind of, instead of watching it more so as a fan, um, I will watch more studying manner I like watching and seeing what gets reactions from crowds like what what doesn't there so I'm always trying to watch the show um yeah I, I'm just gonna I'm just yeah, gonna okay I'm just gonna put my two cents on that too um and that's not even a stretch of a lie because uh during the Isaiah Frazier match versus uh Nick Aldis I looked over at you and the crab people and you were locked in. Like, I was like, is something wrong with Josh? Like, you're usually a little bit more cheerful or, you know, such a joy to your face. But you were locked in. Like, like you you had your – it's like you had your pen and pad out and was just taking complete notes. So that's that's absolutely a, a, a true statement that you just made. Well, what's great is since I've – I've known Isaiah Frazier ever since I started training – uh, he was the person who originally like drive me to training and still he does every now and then. But um, I've been able to work with him so much and I train with him every single week. So I know him uh, fairly well. Uh, so it's it was really cool watching him, you know, just kill it with Nick Aldis. And it was a long time coming for him. So, yeah, just being a part of that, I, I was definitely just trying to zoom in on the moment and you know not try to get into any hijinks or whatnot i, I was excited absolutely well eventually it's going to come uh, down to uh, your uh place and your shot at the crap wrestling heavyweight championship uh obviously you're in the moment you know perfecting your craft and and, and taking notes uh, are there things that you are that you're personally taking away from that match, uh, Isaiah Frazier versus Nick Aldis? Not and uh, like out of not out of respect for Isaiah, your friend, or Aldis, the world champion, but just as a performer uh, looking to you know improve yourself. What do you take away from a match like that? The one thing I took away, and a big thing I was talking to Isaiah about um, going into it was just like the passion that was there because the night before. When uh, Frazier had that match with Mac Buckler, there was just this feeling in the crowd that I could, like, I, I was just happy to be a part of. And I knew that I was a part of something special. And the crowd really got behind Isaiah. And I knew that the next night he'd be able to keep that momentum. And seeing that happen and seeing the emotion in his eyes and, like, just, I could see how nervous and excited he was right from the bell ring. Um, and just seeing him slowly get into his element throughout the match was pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of people talking about grabbing the brass ring and, and 
there come moments uh, in your life in any job, profession, business, obstacle, whatever, and it's you just got to go out there and kill it. And Isaiah Frazier did just that, and uh, you obviously definitely on the way up as well. But do you have like you know a five-year plan, a ten-year plan? Is it just one day at a time? I mean, yeah, you should be perfecting your look, but you know, but how so? And you said that you're going to the gym. What do you work on the most? Like, how does uh, your uh, in what direction do you want to take yourself? Honestly, uh, I'll say like every few months, I kind of have an idea of like what I want to make myself to. I I suppose like um, the beauty of professional wrestling is that you can really create something with your character or your look and whatnot. And I've really been um, like the, the reason my hair is growing out is because I want beautiful, long, curly hair and I want like a nice jacket, you know, like everybody does. Um, and I'll get there. Uh, it's, it's a process. But um, as far as companies and five-year plans and whatnot, I just want to make my name on the independent scene. And I feel uh, I feel with my age, I'm in a really weird spot where I'm getting – I mean, I'm not saying I'm getting a lot because I'm not like I'm I'm in a few promotions, whatnot. But uh, even, you know, being in a company like Nova Pro, I have to carry my weight and I try to go out there and do whatever I can uh, to carry my weight every single show. So just expanding to, you know, like top tier promotions and staying there and making a name for myself. No, sounds good. Uh, before we go any further, uh, Will Mahoney uh, for the Snack Society is uh, definitely waiting in the wings. Will, did you want to chime in a bit? Yeah, yeah. Let me get in here and uh, catch up with Josh since we've been seeing him for a good, like you're saying, a year now here at Nova Pro, really starting from the ground up. And it's not too often you get to see someone start so young and start from the, from the very beginning and uh, start to make their first impressions on people. Um, now, I don't know if you guys already covered this while I was out of the room, but um, since you're so new, Josh, and so new to, to, to learning the, the ins and outs of professional wrestling and starting your training, who are some of your influences? Who are some of the wrestlers that growing up you gravitated to? Who, who are you taking inspiration from as you start this journey? I'll say uh, I started watching wrestling when I was eight or nine years old, and that was back in 2008, to make you guys feel really old. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the guys that really stand out or did stand out for me as a youth was um, CM Punk, obviously. Uh, just the way that he captured people with how he talks on the mic. And I kind of think that's why I feel so comfortable on the mic. Is because when I was a kid, I just thought I was CM Punk and would cut promos in the mirror and do what, whatever I really wanted to. Um, and Daniel Bryan as well, just because he's a guy who is my height. And I know I'm not built like Daniel Bryan right now, but uh, he gives me hope that I can get there. And there's a lot of guys, you know, guys like Austin everybody that you know you can do whatever you want no matter what size you are um i don't know i i kind of like 
instead of studying certain wrestlers, I'll just type in whatever wrestler I'm feeling that day and I'll look up some YouTube matches. And uh, I, I've been really into like, like, like 06 Ring of Honor lately, like just around that time period, the Nigels and Brian's and AJ and Joe and uh, just, just, you know, going out there and put on clinics. <laughs> that was a strong time period for Ring of Honor. So there's definitely a uh, treasure trove of uh, of matches and greats to uh, study from that time period. Now, is there a certain style you're gravitating towards? You mentioned, you know, you're really focusing in on the talking now, which is great. But as far as like in ring, is there a certain style that like you're feeling more comfortable with as opposed to like something else? Um, I am not a luchador. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Damn I, it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I can, I can do an okay Hurricane Rana, but, uh, Besides that, I, I don't do flips and stuff like that. So in order for a guy my size to look credible, uh, I have to be pretty smart about how I go about the psychology of a wrestling match. I try to stick away from doing um, just moves that not, – I'm not saying, like, they don't look credible or whatnot. It's just finding, uh, like, what, what my character – and trying to outsmart people and um it, it just all comes down to like the psychology of things i guess is is i like before i started actually being active and agile in the ring uh when i was training for the first year or so i would study psychology and like that's what i picked up on quickest and i still feel like that's my strong suit right now when it comes to training is just uh, listening and learning from people. Do you think that compared to the older golden years of wrestling in the 60s and 70s and how methodical ring psychology was compared to now, uh, do you do you try to incorporate and encompass something a little bit old, a little bit new, or is it, you know, today, because ring psychology is a, a lot different today and how you set up and, and pace a match and uh, for today's audience. Uh, so where do you draw your inspiration from in that regard? Uh, for me, it's just more so what kind of crowd I'm wrestling in front of. Uh, crab wrestling is a lot more of a family-oriented crowd, so uh, I don't have to go out there and do a million high spots to get a reaction or to get booed or whatnot. As for like Nova Pro, the fans are a little bit smarter to the business, so um, it's I, that's something I'm kind of going through right now, trying to figure out. Um, obviously, it's not something I'm going to get within a year or two years or whatnot, but uh, it, it's I'm having a lot of fun trying to figure that out. Uh, so, so crab wrestling. Well, give us real quick. Crab, crab wrestling is a very intimate setting. Uh, you know, fans are very close to the ring. Uh, you can hear what people are saying, and you know almost immediately whether or not you're uh, getting a you know good response, whatever that response may be, versus a slightly bigger setting in Nova Pro. Uh, what adjustments do you have to make when you step into the ring in, in either setting, as far as you know, how you present yourself? I kind of look at it as 
I, I'm, like I said, when I was excitable earlier, I'm kind of like that with wrestling too, where I like to do a million things. And that's something that I'm learning isn't always necessary. Uh, I just, I, I like just thinking and thinking about the match. And I overthink to a point where like, I'll, uh, sometimes I'll do way too much, but uh, in crab, I don't have to do that so much just because of how simple the crowd is. Uh, so it's it's a balance, I, I suppose. Um, the what's great about crab is is um, I feel what makes me stand out right now is character work and my mouth. And there's a lot of kids in that crowd, so it's very easy uh, to you know play with them a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It just it depends. Right. Okay. Is that a feeling? Is just that just a feeling that you get? It's just like an intuition, or is it something where you just know no approach crowds? Yeah, well, I've I kind of can get a sense um, depending on whatever matches are going on beforehand. If I'm going to another company that I don't know so well, but Nova Pro and Crab, I'm around so much that I I kind of can get a feeling of what they're looking for. But that's kind of what most wrestlers will do is they'll try to just get a get a feel of the crowd. So, okay, so I did the math. So I guess that makes you eighteen. So I guess I, that makes yeah. that means that I originally when I met you, I can't even think about how much time has no passed in Nova. Has it been two years or three? Probably. Uh, I've definitely been at Nova for two years. Uh, well, okay. Backstage or whatnot. But so you were, so you were sixteen. Um, when you started working on your craft, which is um, right in your prime years of your life, when I mean, at that point, you could de- totally make your decisions on whatever you wanted to do. Um, and you are full blown into the wrestling, your wrestling career, and your deci- and and what you decide to do. And I and I and I can understand why um, some of the questions we're asking could leave you a little back and forth about it because you still got a plenty of time to decide yeah. firmly what you want to do. Um, but one of the one of the things I wanted to know is all you guys hang really tight in, in um crab wrestling. We did get a peek inside the crab wrestling um um clubhouse with Mikey Banker um about a few weeks ago. And I was surprised because I thought he was just at his own house, but he, you know, we got to see all you guys just hanging out talking. What but what are those type of conversations like when you have somebody like the influence of money green in the building, then you have someone with the charisma is Mikey Banker or someone as a charisma as yourself, all you guys all in there. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of good minds or good spirits and hearts in the same room. What, what are those type of conversations like? We're very family oriented in crab wrestling. Uh, a lot of promotions aren't fortunate enough to have that atmosphere, but all of us want the best for each other. And we all hang out like all the time. Uh, most of us are fortunate enough to live close to each other. Uh, some not. Some are up in the Fairfax area. Some are, you know, up by Annapolis and whatnot. But uh, just we're we've seen each other grow, and we were around each other so much that we've practically became family. Uh, and I will say, all of our characters gel very oddly together uh after a crab show if we all go out to eat and whatnot there's always a lot of fun stories and you know there's a lot of 
hijinks and and whatnot. Um, yeah, it just we're we're a wild bunch. Absolutely, and, and and again, you do have um you have a presence at Nova Pro, and then you get to see tons of talent from all over the world, um, from all calibers. Um, but wondering outside of your time of hanging with your crab buddies and hanging with the personnel that you already know, um, within Nova. Uh, what what type of advice or how do you approach someone you may never have met but you know they come from a strong prestige and and and, and how do you kind of seek conversational advice with those type of people and or who has gave you um some of the most sound advice since you've uh, started uh for me i've i'll say i i've started coming around more to asking people for advice uh right when i got into the business i kind of i don't know if it was nerves or whatnot but like <laughs> I, I didn't really approach too many people, but uh, I'm I'm very articulate with my questions. Like I I like specific things being asked when I when I ask stuff. So if I feel like there's a certain person that can give me a certain um, amount of advice, I'll go up to them and ask. Um, and what's great about Nova too is that there's guys that just want to help. Um, Logan Easton Moreau is a really really cool dude. Uh, he's came up to me and he's told me, uh, he's recommended wrestlers for me to watch and, um, just different things that I can incorporate after watching my match. Uh, another guy who's awesome about that is Tim Donst. Tim Donst has come up to me twice now. He definitely did not need to. Uh, he just told me what he thought about the match and, uh, just, well, most guys, they're, they'll be nice to you. It's just, you have to be respectful when you go up to them. And uh, a lot of a lot of greener guys, they kind of don't want to know like what's wrong with them, I guess. And a lot of greener guys, they like to uh, make excuses for certain things that they do in matches and guys don't want to hear that. Yeah. Uh, so you just kind of have to stay humble and just keep listening. You know, being polite shouldn't be an issue for you guys. I mean, again, that's that speaks to um the character of of of, of everyone associated with crap wrestling and over pro at that too. So um, you know, and, and for us to be part of that culture too has also um breeded a sense of even even myself being an introvert, which don't even ask how I do this, but whatever. Um <laughs> being able to approach someone that you know has tons of star power or just um, someone that you just may be a fan of, um, it almost becomes seamless because of the fact that you think that if you are here, you must be here not only because you're a draw, but because you you fit in this culture. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say the first time I ever went to Nova, there's guys like Cedric Alexander and Donst and Sanjay and just like people I've been watching ever since I was a kid. And uh, just being around that was crazy. I did not feel like I fit in at all. I was <laughs> so I was so young. Still yeah. but the more that you're around them, it just it kind of becomes your everyday life. So the star power and all of that just kind of fades away after it, a while. It's an uncomfortable feeling still. I know I know exactly what you mean. Like uh I remember been a long fan of Cedric and uh me and uh, me and the crew, we we spoke to him at an over show, and then we turned around and seen him in New York, and he was just like, "Hey, hey guys, you know what I'm saying? Just <laughs> see you last." Time. I was like, 
this guy sees a zillion people a day. Like, who, like, why, why you remember us? You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so it even, it even a lot of times where people will like, uh, they'll say, Hey Josh or whatever. I'm just like, what? yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, new Orleans, anyone that like came up to me or spoke to me that knew me or, or remembered me was like beyond my understanding. Like it just was incredible. <laughs> yeah. Now, two chains. You brought up New Orleans. Yeah, there's something we gotta talk about from New Orleans. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I hope you saw what I saw today. Yeah, as I, I definitely was did. ready for this interview. Definitely. So, did. if you were nervous at Nova, <laughs> and you've been using your mouth to get noticed at Nova, yeah, you, you're not. You're apparently not that uncomfortable because you went from Nova Pro to the tippy top of the mountain and you have a video josh on your twitter pinned to the top of your profile of you challenging a certain man that many of us cannot see a certain mr john cena (laughs) please tell us about this because my jaw about hit the floor when i saw that this afternoon so um that kind of just fell into my lap uh my friends that i went to or i hung out with in new orleans i met up with a bunch of my internet buddies because i was the big internet wrestling nerd before i started training mm-hmm. and um a group of us just hung out in new orleans for the week and they really wanted to see blockers for some reason and one of them said hey they're doing a live q a with john cena you want to go to this one and everybody said yeah so the second I heard that, I was like, what can I get out of this? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta yeah. shoot your shot. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I just kind of sucked it up and did it. Um, and it, it was really weird because, like, John was in the middle of all of us during the movie. And none of us knew. Like, the movie ended and he just walked right out of the crowd, the upper section, out of nowhere. And I, I was one of the first few people to raise my hand. And I kind of just went to my promo zone, I guess. I mean, that's the hey. skill a lot of people can't can't tap into. And, and and on top of that, I mean, again, this you're you're, you're kind of downplaying the moment. Regardless, this is this is literally. It, in other words, it could have been an interview to to an extent to the fact that you were you were able to cut a promo immediately in in front of arguably one of the biggest uh, wrestlers out there. And nail it. I mean, you didn't trip over your words or anything. Yeah. In a packed theater, spur of the moment, yeah. with, with the biggest star in the business. I mean, <laughs> very yeah. few people are going to have had that opportunity. So there's definitely a lot of a lot of credit to be given for stepping up and seizing the moment. And hey, who knows if if if, if John actually remembers that or or what? But still, I mean, that can't be something that happens to him every day. Yeah. So that that I, that's. A lot to be said for that, Josh. <laughs> I agree. That. Yeah, you definitely could have took the the wimpy way out and asked something crazy. You know, <laughs> it's, it's a zillion ways you could have went wrong there, and you went absolutely right. So that was pretty awesome. It just it felt right. Yeah. I hope you had your gear with you. You know, you're always supposed to bring your boots. Because if be he had honest, said yes, I didn't have my gear with me. Oh, now, you always bring your gear. Now that's your sure money green would tell you that you always bring your gear. Out of me. What if John had said yes? What if he had said tomorrow WrestleMania? You're on. You're on at the Superdome. I, I, 
I would have figured something out. I'd, some people wrestle in Jordans and, and he he wrestles in jean shorts. <laughs> <laughs> he he can do that right now. However, though, I just wanted to remind you that there was a little kid that won the uh, team, uh titles at WrestleMania. Exactly. When so I was I re- in the crowd, and when I heard that, I was like, "This is my other chance." <laughs> <laughs> that never happened. It's a little salty about it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you're definitely getting a ding for not having your gear for New Orleans. Because just to tap off for of the question of you being down in New Orleans, what was absolutely your game plan? I mean, again, this is absolutely it's the wrestling capital um, for the year in New Orleans, and any and everyone who's involved in wrestling who wasn't booked elsewhere was down there opportunities come you just never know but um i i want to know um especially you know with being your age and um i know some 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 venue had to be of certain age in order to um be within them but ultimately just from your standpoint never probably if you've never been to new orleans never been to a wrestle uh wrestlemania weekend um just what was your mental going into that weekend what did you take away from it we're, we're we're in New York next year, which is right up the road from you. It should be a little bit more convenient, maybe a little uh, le- uh, less expensive, inexpensive. Um, let's talk about yeah. Let's talk about what you learned going, what you what you thought about going in, what you learned coming out, what you plan on doing for next year. So the thing that kind of sucks about New Orleans is much like uh, a few other states, it's a commission state, so. You have to get your license for it, and you have to get blood work done for some reason in New Orleans. I don't know why, um, but I, I just didn't have that in time, and I probably that's on me. I should have, uh, I, I should have gotten that done, but I didn't. Um, next year is non-commissioned shows. There should be a lot more shows next year than I believe there will be, uh, or than there was uh, this year or last year, whatever, whatever year we're in. Um, but my ultimate goal for all of that was just to stay around wrestling and to go to shows um, and just network. What's awesome was that there's so many wrestling fans and so many wrestlers just on Bourbon Street that I could go out and make any connection just by walking outside and walking down the street. And uh, there, there's a show every weekend. I went to... Uh, Joey Janela's spring break just as a fan. Mm-hmm. The only person I saw there was uh, ring announcer Brian Hughes. Mm-hmm. Nova Pro Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were some yeah. other people there. Um, uh, what's the face was working? Uh, what's his name? Graham. Um, Graham Bale was working. Yeah. So I saw him at WrestleMania, actually. Ran into him, uh, I think, mm-hmm. during uh, Alexa Bliss Nijax. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, good time to get get up, I guess. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, next question. Yeah. So 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 okay. So yeah. So next year, yeah, you, you're absolutely right. It's in New York. Granted, I'm sure everyone and their mother's going to run shows in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. So opportunities definitely should arise um, then. Um, but um, do you plan on still traveling more or less with your internet friends? I'm not sure if they're involved in into. Um, into the community or are they just looking on fans um does it does it make you want to travel different or are you or pretty much the same with that after this year's wrestlemania i've kind of decided that i would like to go to every mania just because it's 
if you've never been to WrestleMania week, it, it's it's so wild, and there's mm-hmm. just, it's the the town literally just turns into a big old wrestling town, and it's mm-hmm. awesome. uh yeah, I, I might hang out with my internet friends. Uh, uh, I think we might be planning on it, but regardless, I'm going either way. You gotta have the business mindset. I mean, I'm not in the, I'm not in the business, but I know if there's anything that was involved in my career, um, that if there is the biggest event arguably of the year for um you always got to be prepared opportunities come from anywhere um and because uh considering you, you have an advantage you have you have the talking ability to be able to talk to a promoter or another wrestler in order to make a connection when they realize how old you are but how well you speak i mean that's going to turn some heads immediately uh honestly uh, i'll be honest i feel like I'm not saying I'm antisocial or anything in real life, but <laughs> my my wrestling persona and just like the confidence I I portray when I'm inside a ring, it, it kind of just happens in wrestling, I suppose. Uh, but you know, I'm, I'm learning. I'm I'm, I'm getting comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Jamal. Uh, speaking about you know you uh, personally a little bit. Uh, Considering your age, what? How do your parents uh, react to your decision to, uh, you know, make your way into the wrestling business? Whereas their apprehension, uh, is there still, you know, cause for concern, or were they just like, "Hey, man, do you, YOLO"? Well, luckily, my daddy bought me crab wrestling, so that's kind of how I got in, into professional wrestling. Um, but my, you know, my mother, she kind of was always in the mentality of. Uh, it, that's all on you. You can do whatever you want, but you know that, that's your thing, and I just kind of accepted it. Uh, currently, I'm living with my girlfriend, so um, yeah, that, that's that's one less thing I have to hear. But uh, yeah, it it my family is just kind of whatever on it. Uh, certain people really support me. Other people are just kind of like you know, you have to have you know other ideas of what you want to do and whatnot, but. I, f- I feel like if you're that passionate about it and if you feel like you can apply yourself and actually do it, then why not go for it when you're young? No, absolutely. Uh, but there are things that make the road a lot smoother, a lot more bumpy uh, if you have, you know, just someone else in your corner that, that believes in you. So that, I think that does and go a long way. What's and, but- awesome is that even though, like, maybe I don't have the support from all of my family and whatnot, I have crab wrestling and everybody there is there to support everybody else. Money green is the nicest human being I've ever met in my life. Don't let anybody know if, if you're listening to this, I'm sure <laughs> he's saying that, but like he'll go out of his way to do anything for you. And he's kind of became like my wrestling dad to an extent. Um, but yeah, it, th- there's love. That's all that matters. Yeah, the crab is love, uh, and that's uh, I, I want some royalties from the t-shirt sales. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We 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 want to hang out with Money Green when he's working uh working those WWE media crews and uh, and all that other good yeah. stuff. We we want the goods. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Take over Chicago is this weekend, so will we expect Money Green out there again? Yep. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. He he goes to the most random shows. Like he just he goes places sometimes and I don't know. 
Yeah, Dude, we were surprised that, that uh, last year to see him up there. What was that? I'm sorry. We, we, we were surprised to see him running around the production area of yeah. NXT TakeOver uh, Chicago last year. Yeah. He is a chef. Uh, he has a culinary degree. So when WWE is around, uh, you know, sometimes he, he gets the opportunity to step in there and, you know, throw it down in the kitchen. Oh, that's that's what's up. All right, so no more. That's no, the end. No, no more. No more. No more. No more. Because yeah. we we're 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 gonna have him soon. He does. He, he slightly knows, but we'll, we'll have him more soon. That's a hot right. one right there. Because I had no clue. Right. So hopefully we'll we'll come up with a menu that he can prepare. Maybe we can sit down in person and have that uh, interview. Great. Hell, <laughs> hell, he should be the one running the food um, for Noah Pro. Yeah. That's a that's a different thing that we need to talk to a lot of people about. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, okay. go ahead, go ahead, no, no. Go ahead. Okay, so I was gonna say, like, um, so so Josh, it's uh, good to see that you know, obviously, crab wrestling definitely the place to be. Uh, give us a little bit of information about where we can find crab wrestling. I know you guys have a Facebook page. You do some shows down in Southern Maryland, but if people want to see you and see the good guys of Crab, where can they go? I'd say just to follow all of Crab's social media for updates. Um, I believe our next show, it's not confirmed yet, but we're heavily looking into August 3rd uh, in Ridge, Maryland. Um, and we have a we have the White House chef. <laughs> be there. He's a huge guy. Have you guys seen that White House chef? Yeah. Big dude. Um well yeah, the sorry, crap. Yeah. Uh follow <laughs> social media. Uh and and you'll see all the updates there. Yeah, and that's Facebook. Crab wrestling. B R A B wrestling. Um Yeah, Facebook, Twitter, Sesame Place, Club Penguin, all of that. Uh so <laughs> last last thing. Um Josh, I mean, you, you you know definitely new to the game, but has anybody made you starstruck? Uh, anybody that's taken your breath away seeing them in person? Honestly, I don't feel like that's a thing so much for me anymore. Uh, when I was younger and new to the biz, there was uh, I hate that I just said the biz, the business. <laughs> He's a grizzled veteran now, 25 years. <laughs> grizzled young vet. But I, but I was uh, just starting in the business, um, which I still am. But you know what I mean. I, right. Now I'm, I'm just around people so much. Um, I will say, uh, still a little intimidated by Joey Mercury. That's just his presence, I think. But, yeah, I don't know. Now, now we asked Mikey Banker this, and he had a very surprising answer. Uh, but anybody, dead or alive, that you would want to face in the ring, who would that be? My dream match right now, because, like, the only – for me, my dream matches, I don't do them in, like, the fashion of, like, oh, me versus this WWE guy, me versus this one dude. I, I like to make realistic goals, and my biggest realistic goal right now would be Fuller's House versus the Carnies. Ooh. Yeah. I, I would love to face the Carnies at Nova Pro, Crab, wherever. Just they're, they're like they're they're the nicest people I've I've ever met in my life, minus Bunny Green. 
and I, I wasn't part of that. I once uh, spent like an hour just picking their brains at a crab show, and it was like the best hour of my life. Well, I mean, that's another interesting answer. I mean, obviously, you know, you could pick anyone you want, and Mackie Banker picked you, mm. and you say the carny. So I think that that is the ultimate respect there. Yeah. <laughs> but I get I'll wrestle Mikey 10 million times. <laughs> no, but, but I think that that's, that like goes into what, what I'm saying about, like, just respect and, like, the admiration that you have for people. You know, crab is love, and you, know, you guys are, like, a really close family, and, and you know, uh, Mikey said you, and, and I think you picking the carnies, so people that you've, uh, you know, taken, you know, kind of take you under their wing, so to speak, um, is really like, you know, just another great show of respect for a group. So I think that's actually pretty awesome and realistic. So another yeah. conversation we did have with people. We're, uh, we're, we're fortunate enough to whenever we bring in outside talent, they, most times they take a liking to our locker room just because there's no politicking and there's no like drama. It's just we're around each other so much that we're just a family and we want to welcome people into our family and we don't really have time for all that. Okay. Well, did, well, did you want to get in there real quick? I think we. I think I've nailed anything I wanted to nail. I mean, if you can't, if if you're not intimidated by uh John Cena, then I mean, who are you going to be intimidated by approaching <laughs> in the wrestling business? Once once you get past that, um, yeah. yeah I mean, geez, maybe oh, to, to end to end it on this since you're starting out and you're so new to everything. Let, let, let's just take it one year from now. One year from now, so we're talking June 2019. Where do you hope to see Josh Fuller or even Fuller's house next year, June 2019? I would love for Fuller's house to start expanding to other promotions. Um, I'm fortunate enough to finally start branching out uh, and – you know, just working in different states and whatnot. Uh, and in crowd wrestling, uh, I kind of, I, I feel like sort of not like a, a vet in crab, just I've been there since sort of the beginning. So I just kind of want to see crab progress uh, in, in June of next year. And uh, for Nova Pro, I'd just like to see Fuller's House work their way up to the main card and, you know, just being able to prove that we can wrestle and just be able to learn from different talents. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're within you're within the the, the you're within the right range that um, these goals are very realistic and probably going to happen sooner than you thought. I mean, again. We're looking at some of the crab people already um, getting opportunities. It's only a matter of time for you. Um, I will I will say this uh, quick shout out to everyone in crab wrestling. Um, that is Mr. Josh Fuller's Josh Fuller himself, um, the gift of Isaiah Frazier, uh, Big Mother Trucker, Mac Buckler, um, bad, mother. bad Mother Trucker. Um, yeah, and uh, Mikey True True Banker, and we um, do have Money Green now. We we those are big names from from Crab. Who aren't we talking about right now that we need to be looking out for? Ooh, uh, the one guy that he's still relatively new, 
and it's going to be quite some time until we see him like in an overpro ring and whatnot. But uh, there's this guy named Jax Joy who he, before getting into wrestling, he didn't watch wrestling at all. Like he never, he didn't know anything about wrestling at all. He just okay. showed up one day. His friend was uh, a wrestler and he fell in love with it. And his brain and like the way that he's viewing wrestling, I respect very much. And I think there's big things to come for Jack's joy. Um, uh, there's a, a guy called Silverback. He's a, you know, basically a gorilla. He's, 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 <laughs> he likes to beat on his chest and, and he, he's, he's out there. Um, but just, I feel like us as a whole, uh, just we're going to all progress within each other. And there's a new class that's, you know, just now coming to a point where they're almost ready for shows. And I'm really excited to see who steps up. Yeah. So then there's definitely uh, big things on the horizon for rap wrestling. And of course you can find everything you need to know about rap wrestling on their Facebook and Twitter. Just search crab wrestling on the social media of your choosing. So Josh, I got to thank you for you know, hanging out with us tonight uh, compared to last time when you berated me and then left in a huff. Um, you know, if I remember seriously right and I had to pull the tape, but uh, this was actually an enjoyable experience. Hey, you, are, you are a very stupid Blue Jays shirt and you were asking for it, buddy. I don't even watch baseball, <laughs> but I knew it was stupid. Uh, yeah, that's uh, very insightful of you, Josh. That's why we Hey, you for your baseball you have, hat. You have a shit shirt on. You got you have an Orioles an Orioles hat. You flip flop teams. You know, you're stepping up in the world. It's fine. <laughs> nice now. Yeah. Um. Again, great baseball insight. Orioles is actually the worst team in baseball right now. But yeah. you're um, the worst three. And I try to live up to your expectations of crap wrestling. So. Uh, for Josh Fuller and all of the good guys that are actually good guys down there at, at Crab Wrestling. Uh, do check them out, you know, every whenever they have a show next uh, later on this summer. But for myself at Giant Crab on the Twitter machine, I'm Jamal. Two chains, Will of the Stack Society. Uh, what's coming up from the Stack Society next, Will? Will? Oh, today we actually dropped a video that we recorded at the Commonwealth Cup this past weekend with Isaiah Frazier's infamous legendary manager coach gator coach gator got with the snack society at the commonwealth cut commonwealth cup and helped us review the brand new chocolate peanut butter pie oreos that just dropped today so if you go to my twitter feed at heel will mahoney it is up there with coach gator reviewing the new chocolate peanut butter pie oreos today it dropped Wow, so definitely check that out. And for all of us here at the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast, we will see you next Thursday. Until then, peace out.